Pete Wright. Thank you for downloading and listening. I'm sitting around the round table again with uh, uh, Mr. Jay Christensen. Hi, Hello, Pete. Jay. And Rod Sharman, welcome back. Thank you, Pete. Glad to be here. I'm, I'm loving this series, 19 Techniques for Managing People Who Do Not Report to You. So far, we've, we've covered uh, the, the tools and, and techniques you can use to build a platform for communicating your project to those who, uh, to your most uh, important stakeholders, the people who will be doing the work with you and, and helping to get agreement on roles uh, and, uh, and commitments on your project. Now we're going to be talking about concerns. It seems like we've been sort of dancing around this issue the last couple of, of, uh, of episodes, but, but this really is where the rubber meets the road, right? How do you as a project manager both uh, gather concerns and issues from functional managers and team members and, and anybody else that you're going to bring up, but how do, you, uh, how do you document them and how do you get them resolved uh, when you're being pulled in so many directions to help everybody be happy? Yeah, yeah. Um, one of the mm, triggers, or might say, or indicators of this uh, kind of a problem is that uh, people are in the planning session and they're not saying anything. They're just sitting back watching. And that is a huge flag because if people are not participating, then they're watching to see what's going on and they're also wondering, when's my issue going to get covered? And by the way, I have some concerns about this project. So what the project manager wants to do is watch for those cases where people are not participating and then get into an interactive session where um, really want people to take a minute, perhaps uh, three or four minutes, and just list uh, a um, number of issues or concerns or worries that they have about the project. Get them out, get them out in, in front of people. And there uh, should be no filtering at all occur. Because if the project manager begins to filter these issues, then people are wondering, well, is my issue really important enough for the project manager to address? So what we want to do is be really, really proactive as a project manager, asking people to express their issues, giving them plenty of time. In fact, uh, one of the reasons that I say set time aside is so that people know that it's okay at this point in the planning event to come up with issues. That's the agenda that we're talking about at this moment. Sometimes people will hold an issue because they don't know if it's the right time to bring it up. So let's give them the opportunity to do that uh, periodically through the planning activity. One of the things uh, you may also want to, to uh, think about is how you try to get people to share these issues uh, that, that they haven't been bringing to the table. And one of the things to avoid doing is asking them a question that can result in a one-word answer. Do you have any issues? No. Are you happy? Yes. Are things going well for you? Yes. We're not <laughs> gaining very much intelligence at this point in time. Um, whereas you may ask that first question with something like this. Please share the three issues you've got noted so far uh, with the rest of the team. That will even once they start speaking, once they've gone beyond one word, you're now engaging in a conversation. And that can trigger more issues and get clarification. It, it, it feels like the most dangerous issues are the ones that the team members really don't want to talk about. 
it, it, it may be the ones that you can't get out even past the open session. Do you run into that? I mean, are there, uh, when, where a team member is just sitting here saying, I've been assigned to this team. I, deep down, I don't want to be here. I have too much work to do. I hate this project, and uh, this is making me crazy. I'm going to pull all my hair out. But they may not feel comfortable saying that in an open session. Then go one-on-one -on -one with them. There's nothing wrong in a separate uh, a time, whether it's during a break, during the planning activity, or during the session, or at any other time. Try and just have a one-on-one -on -one that will enable them to share at least with you what their concerns are. If it's of a, gen a concern that is of, gen of a general nature and of importance to everybody else, then we need to bring it and say it's going to have to come up before the team. Let's, maybe they've got some uh, good answers to, to the issue that you have in front of you. Okay, so you you find a way to capture even the seething members, right? Mm -hmm. You find a way to capture all the uh, all the issues. How do you go about uh, how do you go about showing that you understand and are and are working toward resolution on some level? Yeah. What's uh, your process then? One of the best ways to do that is to make a list of issues and not worry about addressing them, not try to solve them at that point in time. Uh, in fact, uh, we use a three to five minute rule, which says if you discuss something more than about three to five minutes, then board it as an issue and move on. And uh, the purpose is not to get bogged down in issues resolution in the planning activities. But once the issues have been collected, then the next step is to um, match the issues to the list of tasks on the work breakdown structure or the responsibility matrix to see which tasks, when they are completed, would address the issue. If uh, there is a task that addresses the issue, can the issue can temporarily come off of the issues list. If not, then the issue needs to be turned into a task and moved to the responsibility matrix as well as the schedule so that during, pardon me, during project execution, that task then, when it is completed, will address the issue. Now, as people will hopefully self-select when they know that their issue is going to get visibility on the matrix and the schedule, which is distributed to the stakeholders of the organization, they will many times self-select. They'll take any fluffy issues that they may have brought forward off of the list. You mean when you say self-select, you mean that they will say, oh, "I don't, we don't need to do, make that a task." Exactly. I, I wasn't. I understand now. I get it. I yeah, get exactly. It. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. yeah. Or they may simply take ownership of it quite naturally. Okay, and that was actually my next question. On the tough ones that, that you turn into a task, is it, is it best practice to make the person who, uh, you know, who was responsible for that issue owner of that task? I would say, I would say it's my starting point to say whoever owns the task uh, could be the owner of the issue. That may not be the case for all of them, but think logically. If I've got the responsibility to get a task done, and there's an issue that needs resolution in order to complete that task, I, who own that task, have the greatest vested interest in getting an answer. So who should drive it? Who's the most knowledgeable about the questions that may follow up? As a general guideline, that, that is something I always start with. But you're always going to get those questions uh, or issues that are of a more general nature or you may consider to be project issues and at that point the project manager's got to take the lead in uh, owning those those kind of problems. Right and uh, back to Rod's point earlier uh, sometimes what works at some point 
preferably in the beginning, but at some point during the initial planning session, when people come up with business issues about the project, if the sponsor could attend uh, for 15 minutes, just a short period of time to let people know that the sponsor will respond to any business issues. For example, why are we going in this direction with this product? Or why are we doing this uh, project when uh, business levels are uh, what they are? Why is it that we're spending money on this project when revenue is low? Those kinds of things. Those are what I mean by business issues. If the sponsor is there and can address those issues in front of the team, that help, helps everyone understand more about the business value and the purpose behind the project. So assuming you, you hadn't done a, a sufficient job of getting everybody on board and bought in when they joined the project in our first few steps, this is your chance to really put that last nail in the coffin. Well, I think there's also, you're right, but I also think there's often been situations where I've asked a sponsor to come back at the end of that day's activity for another 10 or 15 minutes because the activity during the day may have raised more issues or concerns uh, that needs the sponsor to help get the team aligned or realigned and understanding what they are. So it, it's a nice close out to the day as well that people walk away from there without a lot of I don't know why in their mind. I now understand, I may not agree, but now I understand. And even if I don't completely understand, at least everyone else is with me. Like it's a very public there, issue now. And Everybody's positive. on the same page. And you're bringing the team right. together. It helps right. make a positive team. Rod and I have both been in situ planning situations. Uh, to make a finer point on what I said earlier, sometimes what you do is there is a showstopper issue comes up and everyone wants to address that then and there and they are reluctant to move on until that issue is in some way responded to. So he and I both in different uh, projects gone and found a sponsor, brought the sponsor in <laughs> at the moment. Yeah. Drag them in the room by their oh, ties. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Sometimes issues are that crucial. Yeah, and it's always a good idea, again, just as a, as a tip, if you anticipate this could be the kind of thing that's going to occur on your particular project, is to uh, make the sponsor aware, lay some pipe with them beforehand, that you may be giving them a call mm -hmm. and ask them the point, when would be a good time, when are you likely to be available, because it'll really be a positive impact to this team. When I say that I'm going to go come and get you, you're you better able be to there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, as it going on to the list for another week and everybody's uh -huh. fussing around with it. Yeah. Great discussion again, Jens. Uh, this is uh, an important topic and uh, I think it feeds nicely off of where we've been and where we're going. This has been a, a continuation of our 19 techniques for managing people who do not report to you. For Jay Christensen and Rod Sharman, I'm Pete Wright. This has been Ask Cadence.